Hey there. Before we get going today, I want to give you guys a few discount codes for our products and our show sponsors. So please don't just zip through this. If you're listening to the podcast, we at Hardwick Life want to reward you for your loyalty. So take 25% off your order of any of our products at hardwick.life by using the code HardwickFF25. That's HardwickFF25 because we consider you friends and family. That's FF. That's Hardwick FF25. And the website is hardwick.life. It's like hardwick.com, but it's hardwick.life. In case you've missed it, we've lowered the price of that Lose Like a Lineman and Lose Like a Lady program all the way down to just $25. That's a one-time fee. It's not monthly. It's not recurring. And yes, because you listen to this podcast, that Hardwick FF25 code will take 25% more off of that. So if you want me to do the math for you, that's $18.75. And the Facebook support group is now $0. Why? Because I get a bigger kick out of seeing people reclaim their health and reclaim their lives than I do making money. So why not make it free, Nick? That's what you may ask. Because I do believe it has to sting a little bit in order for you to make it happen. If it's free, you're going to treat it like it's free, which means it's going to end up in the recycle bin. The psychological term for that would be called the opt-in. Also, thank you to the show sponsors and products that I've been using for years now. Bubs Naturals and Julian Bakery, both are tremendous products. I highly recommend them both. For 20% off of Bubs Naturals, use the code HARDWICK20 at bubsnaturals.com. And for 10% off of Julian Bakery, use code Nick Hardwick. That's just my name. Nick Hardwick at julianbakery.com. And lastly, if you love this show and it benefits your life in any way at all, even if it's a tiny way, please rate and review us wherever you listen to the show. Something as simple as a five-star rating, not asking too much, and a love this show, Jamie is the best, will help boost our rating so more people can see us and who knows, maybe their life gets better too. Thank you guys. Now let's get to the show. Good morning. You're not on. Are you yes, on? I am. Look, oh, it says okay. REC. Hey, how are you? Welcome to the Hardwick Life Podcast. Uh, before we got on, Jamie just goes, you ready? Let's free ball. I don't know if that's like the uh, vernacular that's used in this situation. Really? Yeah, let's well, freestyle. Like, no, like free ball, like go commando. Let's like wing it. Let's just like oh. let it all hang out there. Raw dog. Yeah. I mean, that's vulgar, but oh, okay. well, you yeah. Said free ball. It's the same thing. Just... Let your beans and mash just whirl. Well, here we are. Your twig and beans. God. Hey, good hey, morning. Good morning. How are you? We're great. Hey, I haven't asked. So uh, for Christmas, we got these. This is not an advertisement, so I've got to put that out there. We got these Ember mugs because Jamie loves piping hot coffee. Mm-hmm. And we have an espresso machine, also not an advertisement. I feel like I have to say that for some reason. Okay. Um, anyway, this was like one of our gifts to each other. Was they the, were. Was the Ember mug. And they're not cheap. I will say that because no, I've what are they about my, a buck fifty each? Yeah, yeah. they're over a hundred dollars each. But And how are you liking it? I'm sold. Are I, you? I you love like them. It? Yeah, cool. You know, so I have a Yeti, which again I love and I love keeping coffee hot, but there's something about waking up in the morning and drinking out of like a ceramic mug, like just makes you feel like mm, yeah. like warm, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like chronic I keep like 
putting my coffee, what is it called, chronically? Back into the microwave. Back in the microwave, yeah. yeah. I'm like a chronic microwave user. Oh, the radiation. Yeah, well, I know, I'm stop. So- <laughs> but I just, then I end up, then it gets lukewarm and I dump it. But this is like, it keeps it piping hot for over an hour yeah. in my cup and I never dump and reheat. And, yeah, that's so yeah, good. It's it been worth it. it. What, what do you keep yours at? The hottest setting possible? 149 degrees, that's as hot is as it goes. Is that what it goes to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. like it. It's cool. But- you can't microwave it. No. Nope. Right? And I guess you don't need to. Right? Yeah. But give me your complaint. I, f- I, f- I was sensing something. I don't have one. I mean, I guess I don't. It's fine. I, I don't mind cold coffee or room temperature coffee for that matter. Right. So, which is kind of disgusting, I guess. But It's super it's nasty. Like, but yeah. I feel like you wouldn't mind gas station coffee either. That's just kind of you. Uh, no. I like really strong. Oh, okay. So I don't care what temperature it's at just as long as it gives me the and see, I'm like, I I'm a, blasted off to I'm, the moon. I can drink crappy coffee. It doesn't have to be super strong. But if you give me like the most expensive barista, you know, whatever bean that was grown, you know, in the blue mountains right. of Jamaica and flown over, if it's not piping, piping hot, I'll dump the cup of coffee. Yeah, out. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what I spend on it. Mo- I, the craft coffee for me, like that whole scene. Ugh, Too just, much. It's real v- fruity. Like the flavors are super fruity. Yeah. Which not a I mean huge it's like of. craft beer, right? It's like it's nice for the first sip yeah. and then after a while it's like just give me the regular just give, just, me, the, give me the damn coffee and hurry up, would you? If I could just mainline coffee and just like skip the whole like drinking it, I would. You can. Yeah. You can uh it's called cocaine. Ooh, it's a hell of a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, or not, you, I'm not or there you yet. Can take some pump life and just put it under your tongue. That is an advertisement. Hey. Dry dry dock that shit. I could do that. I do that. <laughs> I would like. I love. I would I'm, gag on the dryness. I've seen I some think. memes recently of like people making fun of those who dry dock. Yeah. Pre workouts or whatever. But I'm, you, that, I'm one that's of those you? guys. Yeah. yeah. You are a meathead. You would do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it just. I don't need all the water. I mean, the water is good for you, but I need yeah. it all. I also have to go to the bathroom very frequently, so sometimes. Right. You don't like, want more I want, liquid. I want the energy, but I don't want the liquid. Like I'll do this cycling class indoor by yeah. us. It's an hour class. And I make sure I go pee about two minutes before the class starts because right when it's over, especially like sitting on myself, it just seems like it hits a nerve. And I'm like, God, I got to pee almost instantly. I don't know if you had babies in a previous life, but you're like, I'm really good at holding pee. You suck at it. I suck. Gosh. I don't know if you remember this. When I first got done playing and I was having all the neck issues, I, I shared it with you. It was like kind of a tragic thing. And. Sorry, uh, it's too much information for everybody out there. But if some of my former football players are listening, I could not hold my pee. No. Like literally wake up in the morning. I hate literally, but literally wake up in the morning and have to go pee, have to run to the bathroom. By the time I got there, I had a wet spot in my undies and had to change undies in the morning. I could not hold my pee. And has it gotten better? Yeah. Once kind of the neck issues resolved themselves, then I was able to... I, get, I don't know what it was. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here we are. Just peeing ourselves here we and are. drinking just hot coffee. Wet in our pants at 33. <laughs> and at uh, 40, we just have to stop every yeah. hour. And it, I do feel so old because you hear old guys go, never never pass up a bathroom. Here we are. I'm that way. Yeah. That is 100% me. Yeah. Yep. All, All good. right. All good. Life at 40. Life at 40. Here yeah. we are. So we had an interesting coffee or coffee talk this morning. Coffee talk. You right? Just talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, yeah. we did. A little bit Yeah. And? 
It's got, I'm still thinking about it. So yeah, it just brought us to here. And this was, uh, about Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm a big Joe Rogan fan and I know a lot of you guys out there are, I mean, it gets obviously 11 million listeners per episode, which is insane. Like that's more than an NFL game in some markets. So super crazy, but this is coming out now that doctors are demanding that Spotify put an end to the Joe Rogan lies that make him a menace to public health for spreading misinformation about COVID-19. And it was really after the series of, he did three podcasts kind of geared to shed light on the COVID issues that we're facing. And I call them the trilogy. I don't know if anybody else has called them this, but Dr. Robert Malone, uh, Dr. John Abramson, and Dr. Peter McCullough. And they were all kind of COVID related right there in a little cluster. And a lot of people were talking about these shows. And I'm sure a lot of people on one side of the argument were like, see, this is why you don't get the vaccine. And and we're not, trust me, we're not going to talk about the vaccine. I don't really, we're over it. Like you're doing what you're going to do. And like like I've said, nobody's switching beliefs. But Joe recently had on a broadcaster. I don't know if you saw this. And it was a broadcaster that basically called him out for this. And Joe's like, well, I've done my research on Google. And he's like, yeah, but you're maybe looking at it through the wrong lens. And Joe's like, well, what about myocarditis? And he's like, yeah, even the stats say that the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. And he called him out on there. And Joe recently admitted on Twitter after all this, and even after the doctors called him out, that it made him look dumb. And that's a really interesting thing for me because the doctors now are coming after him. They're like, Spotify basically needs to censor Joe Rogan okay, for his take on that. Right. And we hear so much about censorship now. Where are you at on this whole deal? Yeah, see, I think it goes back to the First Amendment. I don't think that you can tell somebody what they can and cannot say on their own podcast, whether you have – you know, two listeners or 11 million listeners tuning into Joe Rogan, you should, as an informed citizen, know that he's not a PhD. Right. Right. He's not an MD. He's not an MD. He is not a, he's not a researcher. No. (laughs) What is that? You know what I mean? He's a, he's a a casual (laughs) MMA fighter that happened to be a great host. He's an actor. Fear Factor. He's a comedian. He's an actor. He's a broadcaster. He's an entertainer. And he's great. But his views on everything are just that. They're that from an entertainment perspective. So in one, in one regards, I don't think that they need to shut him down, lock him up, whatever people are calling <laughs> for. Up. But I also don't think that as an informed adult, you should go to Joe Rogan exclusively for your health care and medical advice. Yeah. Uh, 100% agree with you. I love Joe Rogan. I think he's highly entertaining. I think it's incredible what he's been able to do with his platform and carve out his niche. And I love his business acumen. And I, I think he's an unbelievable salesman. Mm-hmm. Like he's an unbelievable salesman. Well, his podcasts he's- are three hours long and it's hard to turn it off. Like it- he's engaging for three, which is such a rare talent. It's we talk for 30 very, minutes and I get bored of our own voices. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is, it's really. a very unique ability that he has. Yeah. And people are following Joe Rogan like Joe Rogan is the Messiah. And it's not just not the case. His opinions are his opinions. And that's fantastic that he can have them, that he can have guests on his show that maybe are counterculture or counterintuitive to the way that the mainstream media is presenting topics 
And that's exactly what it is, though. I mean, I get fired up when I'm listening to Joe, and he has some completely obs- like a, a off-the-wall thought person on health, on nutrition, on biohacking, on whatever topic it is that I'm passionate about, that maybe I know a little bit about, but you don't see a bunch of registered dietitians like signing a petition to make Spotify fact check Joe Rogan's nutrition, right. you know, when he has the carnivore MD on or whatever it is. Right. It's like, it's helped some people, you know, like it's in that world, maybe some people are taking a slightly different thought process or just, it, you can't say put an end to it. He's putting out misinformation because there's information all over the map on this thing. But here's the other, I guess, thing is, again, talking about just how talented Joe Rogan is. Can you imagine if his podcast did nothing? <clears throat> just again, pandemic is what we're in right now. So let's just use this as a thing. If he was just like, man, Dr. Fauci is great. These mandates are awesome. The vaccine's cool. Like how going along with what the mainstream media's messaging is, he would not have 11 million fans or 11 million listens per episode. That's true, yeah. I mean, CNN doesn't have that many people tuning in on a nightly basis because <laughs> people don't want to hear the mainstream message. People hear that all the time. So I think they're seeking alternate sort of offbeats. What else is there? Right, Yeah. right. And so that's why his podcast has blown up as much as it has is because he's willing to put out these somewhat or outlandish thoughts mm-hmm. or offbeat, you know, ideas. Yeah. Counterculture thoughts. Yeah. And he's grown a massive audience. And do you think that if he went along with mainstream, that there would be a bunch of doctors and by the way, it's well, how many is it like 400 now? And I'm yeah. sure by the time our podcast airs, it's going to be a bunch more that have signed the petition, have signed the petition to make Spotify, I guess, rain Joe in or whatever. But you got the choice to either listen or not listen to Joe Rogan. Right. You know, if you're taking him as a PhD or as a research scientist or as a doctor, you're an idiot. Yeah, you need to you need <laughs> to learn how to decipher information a little and, better. And that's kind of what we got into today. It really on our coffee talk, on our walk was it it seems like being able to discern information from whatever side that you're taking it in and to be able to put that through a lens that's your own viewpoint rather than scrolling through, reading a bunch of headlines and using them as you're the backboard that just continues to regurgitate information like it's completely factual or it's completely contextual even to the conversation. That's maybe one thing that needs to be like, in schools that we always talk about, like they're, they're teaching to the standards. Maybe they're missing the broader point of, Hey, like, how do I run a house? How do I maintain a healthy body? What does uh, physical education on a daily basis look like? How do I balance a bank account? All these things, right? It's like, but we're teaching to the standards. Maybe there should be something now with learning to look at media in news outlets or entertainment outlets more critically. Yeah. And, and being able to find a way to balance that out in your life. Right. You know? So I think as humans, we seek um, people that validate our own opinions and our own ideals. And so regardless of what side of the political spectrum you sit on or the news spectrum, whatever, you will listen and go along with those that sort of reiterate uh-huh. your ideas back to you. So, you know, you have very 
right-wing views. You know, you turn on Tucker Carlson, you're like, see, he's smart. That's, That's what I think. Exactly right, Tucker. Yeah, That's or you're, exactly right. Or you're a little bit more to the left, and you hear Anderson Cooper say something, and you're like, this is why I love that man. Thank you. And you're like, the silver fox, yeah, strikes again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, I think we do. And so I think with the counterculture and Joe Rogan, you might have an idea in your head. And I think we've all kind of, during this pandemic, come up with, what are you doing? Moving, okay. moving yeah. my mic? Sorry. Am I... No. Okay. We've all come up with like thoughts like, well, maybe this vaccine isn't great. Then all of a sudden you hear, you know, who was it? Was it Dr. Malone? Was he the the mRNA guy? Yeah, Dr. Malone. Yeah. And Peter McCullough was the first one and Dr. Malone was the mRNA guy. Yeah. So you hear him talking on Joe Rogan about the vaccine and maybe there's something in your head that's like, you know, maybe this vaccine isn't what we need. thinking about that. Yeah. And then he says it back to you and you're like, see, this is what I'm saying. You know, and again, right. we just, we seek that as humans. But I don't think it's, it warrants Spotify censoring Joe Rogan. A hundred percent not. That, I agree. That to me is, we, we can't start doing that. Because if Joe Rogan only had 11 followers, would you censor him for what he's saying? Right. No, but because Would you censor a, Karen down the street for putting her, pers- you know what I mean? <laughs> Damn it, Karen. So she sits at book club and says what she believes, right? And exactly. that's fine. Yeah. And I shouldn't say Karen. It could be anybody. It could be. Yeah, Marge or Julie or, you know, make up any name. I hate <laughs> like, that. I hate we always have to throw Karen under the they, damn bus. Why they got to be a bunch of old names? Well, I don't know. A bunch of old white names. Ethel, Marge. Betty. <laughs> yeah, you name it. It could be anybody, but they're sitting there in their kitchen discussing something and they say their point of view. It's like, at what point is that not going to be allowed? Yeah, sorry, you can't say that either. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like yes. we start with Joe Rogan, who, yes, he has an 11 million person audience, but where do you stop it? Is it only if you have an audience of more than a million, you can't say certain things? Right. It gets really fuzzy. And so I don't think we can censor it. And I think I don't he, think we can, and I don't think we should. I agree. It's Joe's entitled to his opinions. Joe's entitled to have the guest on that Joe wants to have. It's a perceived threat from the doctors. Right, the doctors are perceiving this as a threat because you've got guys with fairly big names, uh, on at face value. I didn't go and like research Peter McCullough and all the. I didn't go research Robert Malone. I don't know their underlying intentions for any of this, and you know, so I didn't go like back and research. Like again, like what the hell's my research? Right, right. Well, like I didn't go. Sorry, I didn't Google search these doctors to check them out. But on face value, they've got credentials and other doctors are saying, no, that's not the message that we're trying to put about as a body. But you can, even within certain groups, have dissenting viewpoints. Yeah. And it's probably good to have dissenting viewpoints. Right. Right. It's the devil's advocate argument that you would like to have somebody in every single group on every team that doesn't necessarily go along with the mainstream. That's like, yeah, that's what we want to do. You want somebody to go, maybe we should think about this a little bit. Right. You know, maybe there's another thought process here. And then that challenge that comes about really, it forces these doctors to maybe, yeah, they don't maybe necessarily agree with you, but they're like, okay, there is another side to this argument. And maybe we need to be mindful of that. Even if it's just in our messaging to the masses, of how we're going to handle this situation because we do sense that there's some dissension over here. So this viewpoint here for me is a really good one to have at least because yes, there are people who think differently than you and you can't control that. But what you can do is help if you believe you're right is help shape the messaging a little bit more towards that body that 
doesn't necessarily align their beliefs or thoughts or uh, convictions with you. And so I think it's really, really important to have these kind of conversations, to have those guests on, just to get people thinking critically about a topic from the other side. Because I think, and it, and it really is illuminating to me, is where we're at is a, a, just a lack of trust and a lack of like, where do we even go to get information that isn't through an opinion that isn't editorial, right? That doesn't come on a talk show where the job of these hosts really is to keep your attention. It's uh, in the sports talk radio game. That's all our job was to do was to hold you over until the very next commercial. Right. And that's all the bosses really cared about was time spent listening. They want time spent listening. So this is, I mean, you talk about it three plus hours of time spent listening that's how Joe Rogan's been able to monetize his podcast for over a hundred million dollars because you're not turning the damn thing off. Right. It's captivating. It's captivating and it's alternate viewpoints and it's okay to have those things to challenge conventional wisdom. It's fine, but take it for what it is. It's not necessarily it's, and here's another thing that really it's just the time we're in is you could have three hours of a great podcast, but you say two sentences that are wrong. And somebody who's going through there is going to be finding and fact correcting and holding your feet to the fire about those two sentences, which really loses the essence of the podcast, which, or like free thinking, because a lot of this is you're, you're spitballing, yeah. you know, and instead of asking a question, maybe while you're going through it, you give a statement, but it's kind of like a, hey, let's volley this conversation back to you with a statement instead of maybe I didn't phrase it correctly in a question. My bad. Right. You know, it came off, like I said, it like it was a fact. It probably should have came off like a question instead of a fact. And I should have deferred to who's perceived to be the expert in the room. Yeah. And so that to me is kind of lost in this whole conversation is, you know, we're we, we can't take it as fact. And we also have to allow a little bit of grace when it comes to all of the, I mean, what it is now, it's just entertainment, right? It's, it's entertaining. Yeah. It, and it's, it's, you know, <clears throat> podcasts are one of the few places where you can listen to all points of view mm-hmm. because Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, Zuckerberg and Dorsey have both come forward and been like, no, we are, liberal thinkers and we are going to our information is going to lean the way that we view the world and so they have banned you know super right-wing thoughts so if you do align with that side of you know the political views or politics or policies or whatever it is where do you go to hear people that think similarly to you right you can't get on the internet anymore you can't google you can't get on Twitter, you can't write on Facebook because as soon as you do, you're flagged and your accounts are shut down. So Spotify really is, you know, and podcasts are one of the last ways where you can listen to whatever you really want to listen to, which is kind of sad. Like I just, I don't know. I think that we should be able to say what we think. And again, you just have to be intelligent and discerning enough to know as the listener, as the listener, it's, but again, that's personal responsibility. The onus is on the listener. Yes. Yes. And I wish we could as a society agree to that. So I guess that's the moral of our last several 
and probably every podcast is personal responsibility. Right. I mean, ultimately, nobody's going to take care of you. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself. But I do. And that's- from a mental standpoint, a physical standpoint, from an information standpoint, all of it, it's, it's on you to understand and discern that information. Right. But I wish they would maybe in a high school class have, you know, like a media class where you could and do learn that different outlets are really one-sided. Wouldn't and that, that be fun? To, I really To put do. up a story from one side, put up a story from the other side, or put up one from Google and put up one from DuckDuckGo or whatever people are using, you know? it's Yeah. Like to or put yeah, a, or to a put Fox up, and a CNN even, uh-huh. right? It's like all of those. And it's like you read one headline from each of the extreme sides. What, what are you to believe? Like yeah. so depending on which news source you get your stuff from, you know, that's exactly where you're at with so, your belief system. So there's my uh, – here, here's an idea that comes out of this. So somebody who's real tech savvy out there, that's your job is to figure out when somebody like searches into whatever machine, it comes up fair and balanced. Sorry, I can't say fair and balanced. That's like CNN's tagline, isn't it? Is it CNN? I don't know. Or yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't I try know, not to watch the news. I don't watch the news either. No, it's horrendous. So I don't know you actually is. get your news from the UK about America. I do because is, yeah. I'm like, at least it's somewhat neutral. Yeah. Yeah. yeah perhaps. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But it's like every time you enter into a search engine, it's like you can have the left or the right and you should do one of each. You should do one of each. Yeah. But people don't. No, because... Same same concept happened this morning when we went to a Purdue basketball game over the weekend and Hudson comes downstairs in the morning and he said, okay, who won? Well, Purdue won pretty handily this weekend. And then he goes, who is the leading scorer? Because we had a bet before the oh, game yeah. who was going to be the leading scorer. And I told him Zach Eady, Purdue center, was the leading scorer. He had 22 points. And he goes, yes! He was like super excited. I was like, why are you that excited? He goes, because I'm right. I was like, Okay, good. Well, because we, that was his prediction yeah. pregame. Same thing That's happened right. after the national championship, too, right? Yes. He wanted Georgia to win. He said, Georgia's going to win this game. Comes down in the morning, finds out Georgia wins, and he goes crazy and does like a victory lap. And I was like, Do you know one person that plays for Georgia? Right. Like one? Yeah. Uh, one name. No, not, no. Doesn't care. Hasn't seen a Georgia game this year, but guess what? He was right. Yeah. And it's funny for me, I love looking at adults through a child's lens because I think we're all just overgrown children that have, of course, like improved along the way, but we still have those basic tendencies about us. So, so much of it is just seeking right, Mm -hmm. seeking the need to be right and to to have that confirmation in us. And they would, of course, call it confirmation bias, but that's... Right. Avoid that. Right. Yeah, let's let's avoid that. So I would encourage people, I mean, regardless of where you get your news from, Go to the other side of things Mm -hmm. and just, you know, whatever you're reading, whether it's, you know, about a taxation law, whether it's a COVID thing, whether it's whatever, airline travel, get it from one side and then get it from the other side and then see if you can't formulate, you know, that middle ground opinion. Yeah. Or what's your opinion? You know, it doesn't even have to be the middle. What's your opinion? Instead of just being a backboard. Yeah. Yeah. The, the backboard opinions to me drive me wild. It's like, okay, that, well, that's good. I read the headline too. Yeah. yeah. But that's the other, I guess, issue that we have right now is with, you know, social media and phones and movies and video games and like everything's pew, 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 flashy <laughs> lights and fast, fast. 
we only have like a 10 second attention span. That's it. So as you're scrolling through whatever newsfeed you're reading, you see the headlines and those headlines are made as such to get you to click on it. Yeah. That's how it's clickbait. Click that shit. Yes. Right. That's how they get paid. Yeah. Go on. I know. Go on and click So it. then you and, get and a the little radio, lazy yeah. and you don't click. But whatever that headline says is what you go and, or you, know. you Or you do click and you read the five bullet points underneath it before the entire story. And you miss the entire, you, yeah. you know, you miss the whole thing, right? I know. So like, it is, it's th- a, there it's was, a there was system. a story recently about a, a Raiders player who got in a wreck. Uh, was it a Raiders player that got in the wreck going to it? in a car that went 200 miles an hour. And you're like, he was going 200 miles an hour. Oh yeah. And, and got uh, in a wreck. No, it was a Washington Redskins it was a player. Red, it was no Washington football team, Washington player. football team. Yeah. They're about to rename. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, he was in a car that had the ability to go 200 miles an hour. And you're like, he was going 200 miles an hour. What an idiot. And I read the story and it's like, no, nowhere along there. Did they have any idea how fast he was going yet? Right. Maybe but the headline was, was speeding in a car that could go 200. That goes 200 miles an hour. And of course you miss the 200 miles an hour or you miss the could, could go, go yeah. 200 miles an hour. You see his 200 miles an hour football player. And in your head you go, and I'm like, what an idiot, Nick. And right. And maybe. Yeah. And maybe. Yeah. But let's hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. That's just, we do that with everything. You see the headline, you read the bullet points and you, you don't necessarily go through the entire article and they got you. Yeah. Yeah. But it happens to all of us. Right. Yeah. It's not just just you. Well, no, I like, I like this conversation. Love you. Personal responsibility. Yeah. Let everyone say what they want to say. It's your job to determine what you believe. Yeah, to either listen or not listen. And yeah. That's it. Yeah. And listen to Joe Rogan for entertainment. Don't use him as your MD. Go see a real doctor <laughs> for medical advice. Really. And that's same with us. We don't know anything. Listen to us strictly for entertainment. Yeah, entertainment. You know? Yeah, and maybe some ideas. Yeah. 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 Not an MD, not a PhD. No. Nope. Just none, a, none of the above. Just a human being. Just average. Just yeah. average AF. Yes. We're AAF. That's what we should have called this podcast. Average as. Yeah. Yeah. Aver- Thank you, guys. Average ass family. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.